Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you are there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. I want you to turn with me to the book of Jonah. Somebody say Jonah. Oh yeah, Jonah's famous for all the wrong reasons. You ever known people that's, that's, that's known well for all the wrong reasons? Jonah's a famous guy in the Bible, but he's famous for all the wrong reasons. I'll tell you about Jonah. Jonah was a prophet. Somebody say a prophet. And God had told him to go down to Nineveh. It was a rebellious people. It was a heathenistic people. God told them to tell them to get themselves together. For death is getting ready to come to their kingdom. Get their affairs in order. And he didn't want to tell them the message. So this story is for people who are in the kingdom. Tell somebody this is for people who are in the kingdom. Not necessarily, not necessarily a sinner's message today. This is for people who are in the kingdom. He was in the kingdom because he was God's mouthpiece. He was a prophet. When we think of Jonah, we think of rebellion. When we think of Jonah, we think of the, the man who, who, who ran away. Anybody ever ran? I think, I think, I think uh, Jonah gets a bad rap. We ridicule Jonah too much as if we have ran before. Doesn't matter, you've run before. Yeah, God told you a hard thing to do. Anybody ever ran before? I wave both my hands. If I could, I'd wave my feet too. Anybody ever ran before? God told you something. He said, go left and you ran right. Everybody's been a runner before. Jonah ran. One thing I found out about Jonah running, he, he ran down to a city called Joppa. Let me tell you something. This is what I found out. Nineveh was only 500 miles away. But the city that he ran to was 2,500 miles away. Do you see the list we will go? <laughs> the list that we will go to disobey God. The list that we will go to not follow God's direction. It's the way of the transgressor is hard. It'd be easier just to obey God. <laughs> you gotta work five times as hard to disobey God. Anybody ever been in the Arkansas of God and known God and you turned your back on him? You can't just sin regular. 
I can always tell when somebody has been with God and, they, and they're backslidden, they got to sin 10 times harder than they did before. You know why? Because you got to drown out that voice of God and they're saying, come on back to me. Come on back to me. And so they, they, they the achievements have said, oh, you're sinning too hard. You're running from God. It'd be easier if you just follow what God said. And so, as it would happen, the, the story of Jonah, God causes a great storm. He, get, he buys a fare, he buys a ticket to go the opposite way of what God told him to go. And God causes a storm to, re, to, to, to reach him, to reach the boat. About, the boat is about to fall apart, and yet still he sleep in the boat. You know, we've pre people preached that before. Who's on your boat that's making it rocky? We ain't going to talk about that today. So don't try to guess where I'm going. But then they, found, they drew lots and said, Jonah, you're the one. Threw them off. We know how it is. We know the story. If you don't know, it ain't number four chapters. One of the shortest books in the Bible. Read it. Tell somebody to read it. But then he goes and he obeys God. He tells the story. And we're picking up right here in Jonah, the fourth chapter. The fifth verse. This is after he had obeyed God. He had got there in twice the time and preached and said what God said, say. Fourth chapter, fifth verse says, And Jonah had gone out and sat down at a place east of the city. There he made himself a shelter and sat in, in its shade and waited to see what would happen to the city. He obeyed God, but he wanted to see what was going to happen. Your job is to obey God. Your job is not to make something happen. That was worth the trip for somebody. Your job is to do what he said do, say what he said say, and go on to your next assignment. Some of us who knows we want to see how the conclusion is. God said, leave the ending up to me. Some plant, some water, but let God give the increase. Amen? Said, then the Lord, look, look, he waited to see what would happen to the city. Somebody say, then the Lord. Look at this, y'all. Then the Lord provided. Somebody say, provided. <laughs> a leafy plant and made it grow over Jonah to give him shade for his head to ease his discomfort. I want you to listen to that real closely. And Jonah was very happy about the plant. <laughs> tell, tell somebody, it's God provided. But at dawn, the next day, somebody say the next day. He was real comfortable, y'all. But the next day, God provided. Somebody say God provided. A worm which chewed up the plant and it withered. Wait a minute, God, why are you playing games with me? At one moment, you provided a plant for my comfort, and the next morning, you provide a worm to eat the very thing that you just provided. Wait a minute, we're going somewhere. And when the sun rose, God provided a... Look, tell somebody, God provided. What is God doing, y'all? God provided a scorching east wind. And the sun blazed on Jonah's head, and he grew faint. All of a sudden, he was happy. But then all of a sudden, when the wind started blowing, this is what Jonah said. He wanted to die and said, it would be better for me to die than to live. Aren't we so temperamental 
Then all it changes is a change of environment. All of a sudden, Lord, just take me now. It'd be better that I die than to live like this. Anybody ever been like that? Tell the truth and shame the devil. Lord, I can't take this environment even though you caused it. Even though I said I the steps of a good man and a good woman are ordered. God, you led me here. You caused a burning east wind to be trampled on my head. Yet and still, rather than submit myself to everything that you give and everything that you provide, I'd rather die than to live through this season that I'm in. But God said, somebody say, but God said. But God said to Jonah, is it right for you to be angry at the plant? <laughs> he said, it is. <laughs> How you be mad at the thing that God provided? He said, I am so angry, I wish I was dead. And this is God's prophet, y'all. So if, God, if God's elite, God's mouthpiece can be frustrated with God, how many know that we're not, a, we're not exempt? Anybody ever been frustrated with God? What are you doing? I don't understand this. Yes. Rather than live through it, God, just take me. Anybody ever been there? Come on, come on. Just show your hand if you ever been there. But the Lord said, you have been concerned about this plant, though you did not tend to it or make it grow. Sometimes we are worrying ourselves in the tizzy about stuff that we didn't have nothing to do with in the beginning. God provided it, but I'm fretting over it. <laughs> God said it sprang up overnight and died overnight. The Lord given, the Lord take it away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Let me tell you something, and this ain't part of my notes. When God takes something away, just know it's for your good. When God provides something, it's for your good. And when God takes it away, tell somebody, it's still for your good. Oh God, but I want it. Oh God, it provided me such comfort. God said, it's for your good. It, it's working a far more exceeding way to glory. You're going to find out. You're going to look back over your shoulder and you're going to realize, God, you were in this. can't see him when you can't trust when you can't trace him trust him tell somebody trust him 11 says and should I not be have and should I not have concern for the great city of Nineveh in which there are more than 120,000 people who cannot tell their right hand for them left for the left and this is the end of the chapter it's pretty funny y'all and many animals <laughs> it's kind of anticlimactic isn't it I want to use just for a quick just for a quick thought the things that God gives tell somebody there are things that God provides we always think it of think of it in the realm of the good things Oh, God, you're Jehovah Jireh. You're the provider. Yes! But the Word said, He provided a storm. Y'all may be seated. May be seated. Be seated. Be seated. Be seated. I just want to talk about, just for a little bit, God shifting us. This is part of our shift series. Somebody say shift. 
And how many of you know we are some stubborn, stiff-necked people every now and then? Come on, tell the truth. And sometimes God will use things, and I would dare submit to you, he will provide some things to shift you. Somebody lift your hand and say, God, shift me. God will provide something. Somebody say, God will provide. I want to open your mind so you can wrap your mind around the possibility that the thing that you're going through could be the very thing that God is sending to shift you. Somebody say, shift me, God. I want to talk about five things real quick. provided, the first thing God provided when he was running, God provided a storm. And, and, and I'm going to talk about these five things and one of them is going to hit you and one of them is going to be a place where you live because one of these is a phase that all of us are in in our journey. Tell somebody I'm going somewhere. Those of you that may be in disobedience, those of you that may be slowful, those of you that know what God has called you to do, those of you that know the direction that God has called you, we, we are just coming to an end of our period of fasting and prayer. And I believe that in our fasting and prayer, God has given us crystal-like clarity in our direction as to the next step that we take. We have sharpened our tools as to how we hear God. And some of us are realizing, God, this is a hard thing. When I make this decision, some people are going to be upset with it. When I make this decision, when I make this move, when I make this shift, it's going to upset some people's apple cart. But God said, nevertheless, in order to get there, you have to make a shift. Some of you have been running in this room. Some of you have loaned a, loaned a long time what you should be doing and how you should be doing and who you should be doing it with. Yet and still, whether it's fear of other people's opinion or whether it's just your own stubbornness, even if it's just, look, I'm not, it's, it's dysfunctional, God, but I like it because I'm used to it. I'd rather deal with the devil that I do know. Anybody ever been there? Rather than deal with the unknown, even though this is dysfunctional, even though it's causing me pain, even though it's hurting me, I'm familiar with it. At least I know what I get with this. But to give up what I'm familiar with to what I, where you want me to go, God, it scares me to the point that I'm willing to deal with the thing that causes me pain. Tell somebody, you must make a shift. One of the ways that God, God will make a shift he will provide like the scripture says. Tell somebody God provides. God provides storms. I hate to disappoint you, but every storm that comes in your life is not the devil. Every, every rocky wind, every turbulence in your, on your ship is not sent. Newsflash, it's not sent by the devil. Sometimes in order to get us back in the, in the place and in the direction that he wants us to go, sometimes God will send a ship to rock your boat. What did God say? God provided that. There was, times in, there, there was time in the Bible where Jesus told his disciples, let us go over to the other side. And, the, and, he, and he, was cross, he was crossing that body of water. And the word of God said that the devil sent a tempest. The devil sent a storm. But this storm for Jonah was not sent by the devil. I want you on this week to do a storm check. Tell somebody to do a storm check. 
I want you to ask yourself, God, is this storm sent from you? And I guarantee you, if you ask God, he'll tell you. If it's a storm in your life, it came to shift something. God seems like everything is happening. One wave after one wave. Anybody ever been there? Somebody, somebody probably in it right now. That one storm, Lord, I can't even get, but I can, I can, Lord, you let it ease up enough for me to get a breath. And here comes another thing. And here comes another thing. It could, could it be that there is something that you have been resistant to God about? God said, I love you so much. It is so necessary. Y'all remember when I talked about it was necessary? It is so necessary that you get to where I need you to get to that I am willing to let a storm almost make you feel like you're about to drown and you're about to go down to rise no more in order for you to get to a place that I called you. Somebody say, God, I don't mind the storm. Be careful when you say that. Somebody say it again, say, God, I don't mind the storm as long as it shifts me. Storms are not bad things. Sometimes God will, send, God will send a storm to shift things in your life. And he will send a storm to shift things and people out of your life. You don't know what you got on your ship until things get a little rocky. You know, that's, you know what's a real test to a relationship? When you go through a storm, you find out what you made of. You find out what kind of connection you have. Let me tell you, sir, I know that woman loves me more than she loves herself by the storm that I just went through. It wasn't March 31st, 2001, when she was looking mighty good in that white dress walking down that aisle. And I'm grinning like Chester Cheetah with her coming down there. Oh, that was a great day. But the real testing is when the storm came. The real testing is when I look across her and say, she get on my nerves. I, I, I dare not say it. <laughs> but I thought it. Anybody thought something ain't never said something? <laughs> I may be crazy, but I ain't stupid. <laughs> When I look, I say, you know what? You get on my nerves. It'd be better that we just end all this. I'm talking about what the pastor thought. Because I know there are people out there that it'd be better to walk away. It'd be better to hightail and run. God said, if you can just outlast the storm, it will shift you. This is, this is ministering to somebody. If you can just outlast the storm. It's like, it's, it's like they have on, on the map. You can see where it's raining. You can see where the lightning is. You can see where the winds are high. And you can see also where it's not. It'd be easier just to change location to where it's not stormy. But the blessing is not where it's calm. The blessing is where the storm is. The storm came to pass. And if you could hold on, 
somebody, it's nothing but a storm. Storms don't sit for long, they pass by. And if you can stand the storm, God said, I'll shift you. Somebody say, God, I want to be shifted. The next thing, when God provided the storm, the lot fell upon Jonah. He said, well, you know, if y'all want to, y'all can throw me over. <laughs> I know I'm the problem, but he's going to put it on them. You ever, try, you ever know people try to put things on you and they know they the problem? If you know you're the problem, well, jump on off, brother. But look at the grace of God. God provided the storm, but God also provided the whale. God said, even though I sent a storm to shift you and you end up getting thrown off. See, y'all got to understand, we, we have the privilege to be able to see the whole story. But when it was happening to Jonah, he knew that under normal circumstances to be thrown off a ship in the middle of the sea meant his certain death. But even when something seems like punishment, the whale was a show of God's mercy. tell him, oh man, oh man, I got a prophet. If you just jump off, I'm going to rescue you with the whale. No! God sent a whale. He gave a whale an appointment at that very spot. At that very time, you've got to be here, whale. And do you think that when he was being swallowed up, he, that he, he thought, he didn't know whether it was a fish. He didn't know whether it was a shark. He didn't know what it was. He thought, okay, I, I, survived, I survived the fall off the ship because some people died just from the fall. Now I'm here treading in the water. I'm dog paddling, trying to stay alive, hoping another ship come by. And Lord, now all of a sudden, I'm, I, you know, I'm not even going to stay here and, and be able to live. Now a fish is getting ready to come and eat me up. And God said that the, that the whale swallowed him whole. Let me tell you something. There are people in this room. I know there's people in this room that you feel like you're just out here treading water. God, I, I'm out here. I stepped off the boat. I stepped out of the water. I stepped out from what was familiar. And it looked like, God, I'm running out of strength. I can only tread for so long. I can only, I can only, I can only float for so long, Lord. The storm is raging. These waves are choppy. Anybody ever been there? That God, I'm running out of strength. God, I need you to send me another boat. And we're thinking that, the, that another boat is the answer. But God sent a whale to him. answer does not always look like God's answer. God sent a whale. He thought that the whale was coming to eat him, but the whale came to save him. And can I tell you, some of you may be going through your whale experience where you may feel like you are in the bed. You are, the Lord of God said that he was in that whale for three days. Three days and three nights. See, y'all got to understand, we, we're thinking, oh, he knew that the whale was going to carry him to the shore and burp him up. He didn't know that. 
At any moment, that well could have took over more water. He could have drowned inside of him. At any moment, he didn't know whether the well was going to go to the depths of the ocean. He was going to run out of oxygen. Can you imagine being wrapped up, got seaweed and fish and the octopus and everything in a nasty, dirty, stinking stomach of a whale? You may not be in there literally, but some of us have been there figuratively. That God, I'm in this dark. He didn't have a light like this. He didn't have, he didn't have a, a zippo to open up the, to see you to light. He was in total darkness inside of the belly of a whale. Some of you are in that experience that what you thought was sent to kill you was, all, was sent to save you. Some of you think the thing that happened that showed who was for you and who was against you. Some of you think the sickness that came that showed you who was for you, who was against you. You think that the turmoil and the, and the turbulence that came to your life that drove you to your knees, tell somebody it didn't come to kill you. It came to save you. And it also came to isolate you. Because some things we're not going to hear until we get isolated. Until we can't make a move. Until we can't. God used that isolation in the belly of that whale to get Jonah to a place that he would surrender. And when he got thankful in, this place, in that place, the word of God said that the elephant vomited him up and he was on dry land as soon as you get thankful for where you are as soon as you get perspective see we're asking God to deliver us from a place God said if you just change your thinking about it I'll deliver you from it. I may not change the environment immediately, but if you resolve in your mind to change the way you think about it, change the way that you look at it, change the way that you perceive it, I'll deliver you out of it. Tell somebody it's all about how you look at it. If you change about the way that you perceive a thing, God said, I'll change it. So he gets out of the well. He goes and preaches a message. He's sitting on top of a hill. And God provides a plant. He was providing his own shelter. He's trying to provide his own comfort. And God said, that's not good enough. There is no comfort like God gives you. I want you to hear me closely. God allowed a plant to spring up overnight to provide him comfort and safety. There is somebody who has obeyed God. You're sitting in a place of discomfort. But today, God said, I've come to provide shade. I'm not going to take you out of the desert. I'm going to provide shade 
in the desert. I want you to listen to me very clearly. Many of us have been asking God to take us out of this situation. God said, I can't prove that I'm God if I take you all the way out of it right now. I've got to prove that though you may be going through like everybody else is going through, there is something different about the way that you're going through. That I am providing shade. I am providing comfort. And people are going to say, how are you going through this? How are you going through a government shutdown the same way, same way that I am? How are you going through the divorce the same way? How are you going through this sickness the same way? It is God that is providing comfort. It is God. How are you going through this? God said, if you would just stay where you are, I will be your shade. I will be your guide. I will be your comfort. And then you will say, this is not my work. This is the mighty hand of God. How could you go nine months without a job and you hadn't lost a meal and you haven't had your home repossessed and you haven't had your car repossessed? You say, it is Jehovah Jireh, the one who provides. Tell somebody, let God provide the shade. Don't seek shelter. When my heart is overwhelmed, just lead me. I may can't, I may can't see it. I may can't feel me. I can't make can't feel. But somebody lead me to the rock that's higher than I. Your safety is under the shelter of God. Anybody feel like the sun is beating down on them? Come on, come on. Let me see your hand. Well, if you say, God, don't take me out of it. Show that you are God and shelter me while I'm in it. I don't want to get out of this before my time. I don't want to get out of the oven before I'm done. Oh, God. I don't want to finish what you said. What if you assign this to me, God? I don't want to get out of it before it's time. Because I will be undone. That's the reason many of us are undone. And we're ready to we say, God, take me to the next level. And God said, You're not done yet. You're not done yet. I can't serve you until you're done. But I'm such a God of mercy. I provide you some shade while you're going through. But look at the next thing. The same God that provided the plant, the next morning, tell us about it, he provided. He provided a worm. He provided a worm to eat the plant that he had just provided just one day earlier. Tell us about the things that God provides. Sometimes in our comfort, we can get too comfortable. We can get so comfortable that we begin to make God of the shady place. And God said, I need you to shift 
And if you're going to make a God out of the mountaintop, if you're going to make God out of comfort, you have to understand that God gives us mountaintops to give us rest and reprieve before he takes us to the next mountain. He's a God that takes us to higher heights and deeper depths. Which means God is constantly moving and shifting us through seasons, times, and places. But if we hold on to the shade, if we hold on to the shady place, God said, your next level that I need to use you in will not be in the comfort of the shade. And so if, you're, if, you're, if, if, you, if you are stubborn and don't want, to let, don't want to let go of comfort, I'll send, I will provide a worm to eat up what I provided before. I believe that God is going to prosper us like none other in this year. Somebody say amen to that. But let me warn you. We have to learn to be prosperous and purposeful. We can't let our blessings stop us from functioning for God. Translation, can you stand to be blessed? Are you going to make an idol out of what God provides? God said, if you make an idol out of what I provide, I will always, I will, I will even provide a worm to eat up the very thing that I provided. It's not my will. But if you get sedentary, if you get idle, if you don't realize that this blessing is meant to travel along with me, I can't camp around the blessing because God is calling me further. Let's tell somebody God is calling you further. God said, I'll provide a worm. Everybody's standing. These are the things that God provides. We're entering into a season, people of God. Well, God wants to know, can I trust you? Can I trust you with shade? Can I trust you with comfort? If not, I'll send a storm to you. I love you so much that I'll send a storm to you. We think that that's God's punishing us, but that's, God, that's really God's loving us. God will send a storm to you. How many in this room feel like you're in the storm phase? My challenge to you is to ask God, God, did you send it? If you sent it, what is it that you're trying to teach me? 
because as soon as you learn it, you'll graduate. My wife is a teacher. They don't promote children who don't show mastery of the level that they're at. They retain them. Many of us have not graduated because we have not showed mastery of where we're at. So God said, I'll keep you in the storm. Some of us are in the well phase. But we're in a state of isolation. Anybody feel like you're all alone right now? That you're going through this shit. God, what is it that you're trying to tell me? Because God only isolates those to him that are precious to him. Can I tell you that? God only isolates people and things that are precious to him. He said, you are so precious, I have to isolate you. There's a time I've got to pull you away from other people. And if you're, if you're, if you're lusting and chasing after other people, God said, I will even harden people's hearts. God that softens hearts also hardens hearts to get us to a place where he can speak to us. My advice to you is everybody do this. Turn down the volume of your life. There are too many things that you're letting scream at you and control you. We got the phone got notifications on it. We got people can reach us by email. We get people can reach us by DM. We got stuff. We, we, we are taking on too many things in our lives. Some of you are the anchor. Some of you are the savior. Some of you are, 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 the, are the anchor and the nucleus of your family. And so many people are pulling at you that your life is so loud that God said, hey, I'm over here. I'm over here. Listen to me. Listen to me. It is better to follow me than anybody else. God said, I will, allow, I will allow a whale to swallow you, to isolate you, to get your attention. Now he said, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? I had to isolate you. I had to break, I had to break your heart. I had to harden some people's heart. I had to get you in a place where you were isolated. I had to put you in solitary in order for you to hear me. God said, it's not my will. But I love you so much. You are so important to what I need done in the earth that I will isolate you if I have to. I don't want to. Anybody ever been like that with your child? I don't, you know, y'all know it hurts you more than hurt me now. I don't know about all that. But God loves you so much that he will isolate you in order to save you. Or maybe you're in that phase where you've been, you've been in that heated place. God said, I want to shift you to a place of comfort. The last thing God sent was a scorching wind. Somebody say a scorching wind. It was already hot, but God sent a scorching wind. Why was God doing that? God sent the scorching wind and he felt like he was about to faint. It was sent to highlight his humanity. Can I tell you something? As good as you are, as smart as you are, as resourceful as you are, as tough as you are, as resilient as you are, 
We are but flesh and blood. And when we're trying to do it in our own strength, you will wear yourself out every single time. And God is saying, I sent the wind to let you know. Did you just flesh and blood? And this is a spiritual thing. And whenever we try to do spiritual things in physical manner, it will always end up in you being depleted. Anybody feel like you're in a place of depletion? Come on, let me see your hand. The guy, if one more wind blows, I'm going to lose it all. If one more thing happens, this is it. God, I love you. I trust you. But if one more thing happens, anybody ever been there? Come on, come on. I know it ain't just been me. If one single solitary thing happens, if I get one more piece of bad news, God said, just admit that you're weak. Some of you need to let your pride down and your faith in your ability to fix it. somebody look at me in the face and tell them you can't fix it newsflash you can't fix it as a matter of fact you're going to make a bigger mess out of it tell somebody you're weak tell them but guess what his strength is made perfect in our weakness But you've got to admit that God, I'm weak. I can't handle this. I can't handle these children. I can't handle that wife. God, this is your husband. God, you gave them to me. I can't fix him. I can't fix her. I can't fix my mama. I can't fix my daddy. But God, I yield my humanity and my frailty to you. Now God fix this. I take my hands off of it. I take my hands out of it. God, you are the one who knows all, who sees all. God, get involved in this. I'm going to leave it at your feet. I'm going to leave it at your altar and I vow not to pick it back up. God fix it. One of the most effective prayers you could ever pray is God fix it. And if you take your hands off, tie your hands behind your back. Wrestle with yourself. Say every day, you will not get back involved. You will not mess with it. You will not. You're too weak to handle this. And look, and when it starts looking better, don't take it back from God. Because we're good for that. 
oh God, I got this. Thank you so much. No, 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 no. If we ask God to fix it, when God starts fixing, when God starts shifting, when God starts moving, don't you dare stick your greasy palms back in it. Tell your neighbor, let God fix it all the way. When God fixes it, it will be fixed. It will be put back together like only God can do it. And what God establishes, let no man, let no man, let no man put asunder. Let no man, and when God fixes it, anybody that tries to tear down what God has put together, God said, you make an enemy out of me. God provides good and plenty. But in order to shift us, these are the things that God provides. Somebody hold hands with somebody beside you. I don't know what phase that you're in. I don't know if you're running. I don't know if you've already been thrown over the ship. I don't know if you're in the belly of the whale right now. I don't know if you're in the, in, in the heat, in the scorching heat, and you, 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 you're in need of his shelter right now. Or you've become comfortable with the shame. And the worm has eaten up. Eaten up relationships. Eaten up opportunities. Or you're in a place where God is breaking you down with a scorching wind. I want you to know that all of these are the things that God provided. Somebody tell the Lord, thank you, Lord, for the things that you provided. Some of you can look back over your life and you were accusing the devil. But God has reminded you, those were the things that I provided. I provided that storm because if you had stayed there, you wouldn't be where you are right now. Hey, Robo, Thank you, Lord. Oh, some of you have been in the belly of the way. You can look back. God, you were isolating me because you were trying to shift me. And, you, and, and when I yielded, God, I got out of my isolated place. Somebody begin to thank him now for the things that he, he's already provided. Come on, begin to thank him right. Thank you, Lord, for thank you, Lord, for providing it. Thank you, Lord, for the things that you already provided. Thank you, Lord, for the alone days. Come on, come on. Thank the Lord for the scorching heat. Thank you, Lord, for the days when I felt like I was about to lose it all. Thank you, Lord, for the days I felt like I was unraveling. I was whirling in a wind. Thank you, Lord, for the thing, Lord, that you provided. Come on, come on. Thank him, thank him, thank him. Come on, it takes a mature saint to thank him for a storm. It takes, a, it takes a mature Christian to thank him for a whale. It takes a, it, it takes a mature son and daughter to thank him for a period of isolation, a time, a period of heat, because he brought those things to the surface. He told you that you couldn't do it in your own power. Come on, thank him for the heat. Come on, come on, let, come on, let God hear, audibly hear you. Say, thank you, Lord. Come on, come on, come on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord for the periods of heat. Thank you, Lord, for the periods of isolation. Thank you, Lord, for the periods for the whale of isolation. Thank you, Lord, for the storm that you sent. 
to my life. Thank you, Lord, the thing that separated me. Come on, come on, come on. Be mature and thank him. I, I didn't say it feel good. It doesn't have to feel good for you to be thankful for it. Come on, as I look back over my life and I think things over, I realize, God, that you've been in every step. You've ordered me in the furnace and you ordered me. You led me in the green pastures and you led me beside still waters. You are the God that knows where I need to go. Thank you, Lord, for the things that you provide. Come on, come on. Thank you for the things that he provided. It may not feel good, but I will submit to you that that's the thing that God provided. Thank you, Lord. That's the thing that God provided. That's the thing that God provided. That's the thing that God provided. God, we thank you today. We thank you, Lord, how you have reminded us that according to Romans 28, 8 and 28, all things work together. The storm and the worm, the wind and the waves, the shade and the heat, all things work together. The periods of lack, the periods of isolation, the periods of frustration, all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord. Who are the called according to your purpose? God, we're called. We know it. We wouldn't feel. We wouldn't go through what we go through if we were not called. So, Lord, we thank you today. We thank you, Lord, for the thing that you provided. Lord, we're mature enough to look at the tapestry of our lives and say, thank you, Lord, for the thing that you provided. It doesn't have to always be a good thing, God. Lord, even though it's not good to us, anything that you provide is good for us. And so, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you're using the worm. Lord, you're using the storm. God, you're using the wind. We thank you, Lord, you're using even the plant, God, to shift us. Somebody say, God, shift me. Oh, God, Lord, if we're going to go through, we might as well get shifted while we're in the process. If I'm going to be in the belly of the whale, God, I might as well get shifted while I'm in it. Somebody thank God for shifting you right now. Begin to let that hand go. Begin to lift your hand and say, thank God for shifting me. Thank you, God, that you are shifting me in this process. Come on, thank God that you are shifting me. Come on, thank him. Lord, that you are working a far more exceeding weight of glory. Lord, that I don't know how it's going to end, but I thank you, Lord, that you are shifting me. You are shifting me. You are shifting me. Somebody thank God that he's shifting you. Come on. Thank you for tuning in today with Fellowship Church. We pray that you were blessed by the message and we would like to connect with you through our website, fellowshipws.org or facebook.com slash at the fellowship. If you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us. And remember to love God, love people, and impact the world.